Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91. Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. It's Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also find us at Believe.com or at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V. And with the NBA draft in the books... The 2021-2022 NBA championship odds are up with Carmelo Anthony joining the Lakers. Lakers at 3-1 to one odds, Tony. Rookie of the Year odds are up, too. Kate Cunningham. I'm going to put my money on Jalen Suggs, 7-1. to one. That's the guy I think is going to take it. There you go. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, been a fairly quiet training camp for the Browns. Nothing insane. However, the nicest thing that has happened during the Browns training camp is that Nick Chubb has signed a contract 
What do you think of Chubb's new contract? Chubb, chick. I will. Thirty-six point six. You know, it, it, you know, it's. I, I've always felt that. Uh, you know, for people to say, well, he de- he deserves that. Well, I don't know if anybody deserves anything. I mean, it's it's not what you deserve. It's what you negotiate. And I, f- but I do feel like of all the guys on the team that have consistently contributed, he is certainly at the top of that list. I mean, you can say what you will about Miles Garrett, talent wise, all those guys. He, you know, Miles certainly was not there for every game. Uh, Nick Chubb is a guy I think you can count on <laughs> for every single game. He is. If I'm going to hang my hat on one guy. He's the guy I hang my hat on because he's the most consistent as far as talent, most consistent as far as leadership ability, um, cool head. He just comes in and, and, you know, like, you know, we say, hey, you know, Cleveland mentality. To me, if I'm thinking of what Cleveland should look like or what a player who represents Cleveland should look like, it is Nick Chubb. He comes in, does his job, goes home. End of story. No extra nonsense. No off-field nonsense. He simply comes in, does what he's asked to do at a high level, and goes home. And and that's the guy you build a team around. I I, I shoot, throw him all the money in the world. That's the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, and, and and hopefully it sends a message to the other guys on the team that if you if you are Nick Chubb, if you do what Nick Chubb does, you will be rewarded for it. I love that. I, I just I love it. Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing to me is you know I mean he did miss a few games last year, um, but. If you go in, you do your job, you're going to get rewarded. And, I mean, the guy has performed at an elite level. There's yeah. no doubting that. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen the stat now. You know, fourth quarters last year averaged over 10 yards a carry. You know, you see that and you're like, well, why didn't we just give him the ball <laughs> literally every time? Yeah. You know, and I know obviously that would excuse some things. But still, he's come in and he's done an amazing job. I mean, average of over five yards per carry – in his career, he's averaged at least five yards per carry in every season he's been with the Browns and every season of his NFL career. So there's not much to say about why you wouldn't reward a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And so to have him on the roster and, and know you're going to have him there, and that's a good rate, right? I mean, I know running backs, oh, you can always find a running back. Yeah, you probably can find a, a pretty good replacement level running back. Um, but, you know, Nick Chubb's still only – you know, 25, he's going into his year 26 season. Um, having him on, on the roster till before he turns 30, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether he gets that next contract will be a big thing, but definitely had to give this guy this contract now. I don't think there's any doubt. And I don't think there's a – I think the Browns fan would have gone crazy if, if Nick Chubb did get resigned by the yeah, no, I mean, that's a, yeah. I mean, there's there's people that are, you know, oh, you got to have Baker, 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 Baker. Uh, yeah. I, I would rather have Chubb than Baker, but uh, you know I know I might be in the minority there, but I think he was more key to this offense um, than Baker. I think he allows Baker to do what Baker is able to do. Uh, some of that. So nothing else really crazy at training camp. Again, you did have uh, the Jadavian Clowney clip. <laughs> He's hitting the heavy bags, and uh, yeah. yeah, you know, maybe got his feet a little tangled, shall yeah. we say? You know, and people, oh man, you know, Clowney looking great. It's okay, guys. It's training camp. Uh, yeah. Whether he was, whether he would have gone through that in 0.5 seconds flat, or whether he tripped like he did, uh, neither one actually makes any lick of difference. Tony. It was kind of Clowney. 
Oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know, I don't know. It, but but hey, it's the off season, so uh, you, you got to fill the void, right? So we that that's where a clip like that comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's where I think you know a lot of the shows people are going to say, "Oh, you guys aren't breaking down the the training." Ca-. Guys, it's, it's training, training camp. camp. Realistically, until that second preseason game, no one's going to know anything because you're just not going to see what they don't want you to see. Uh, so. Is the defense looking good? Yeah, it's looking good. Is the offense looking okay? Yeah, it's looking okay. Is is OBJ, you know, and and Baker going to be able to make a connection? Well, it looks like it at this point. But again, it's it's training camp. We're competing against ourselves. We're not competing against other teams in a game that matters. So really, I mean, and I hate to say it, Tony, even though I just said, hey, that week two preseason game is going to matter. Until that week one against Kansas City, none of this matters. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, to, to not to use blue language because I've been trying to avoid it. You know, I try to avoid the blue language on the podcast here. I try yeah, to clean up. I, actually, I think if people heard us <laughs> off podcast, they would they would think we actually do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. We've so, gone full podcast. I don't know if I've ever gone thirty other minutes of my life without no. dropping something. Yeah, I don't know. But 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 that being said, and, and you know, just to give a shameless plug to Bet Online, our sponsor. I mean, uh, the the odds of uh, training camp meaning a shit is one to one that it doesn't <laughs> doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean shit. I mean, I, I and we talked about it a little bit before when I live here. I got friends of mine, and God bless my friends. I you know, for any of them that are listening, all two of them. Um, I, I don't want them to be like, hey, man, this guy is like a total ass. Like, he just dogged us. But I have friends who reach out to me all the time. Hey, man, did you see the highlights on uh, Channel 3 News today? OBJ, that catch he had. In it? And it's like, it's friggin' training camp. I don't know if you noticed, but the dude had mesh shorts. <laughs> He's going up against the number three defense. And he is paid millions for what he does. He is a talented person. Yeah, I would hope. In, in the course of a two-hour practice, he would have at least one amazing catch that I guess we can hang our hat on. Um, but my thing is, man, I, I've said it a while. And, 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 you know, shame on me for saying this because I have gotten right. Two years ago, I did get wrapped up into this, you know, when I felt like we were on our way, turning the corner. And I refuse after that happened two years ago. I have refused to do it again. We can't get wrapped up in the day-to-day minutia of just the highlights that are being pumped up. We, we, we got it. Let's get through training camp. Let's get through the preseason. Let's get the roster set. And then let's take this one week at a time through what is now a 17 game season. Th- that's going to be the key to our success as a franchise, as fans, like to keep your health where it needs to be at. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't already be going all in based on a, a catch OBJ had and play 47 of day two of training camp. Um, You, you know, so to me, I just I relish the fact that, and I enjoy the fact that we have fans at practice. Um, we have the full squad at practice. We're able to get a full training camp in. That's my focus, and that's what I'm pleased about. And let's just continue to do that, and let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because what, while I, I get I get the excitement and the desire to you know want to get ahead of ourselves as far as where this team's going to be. That's a long season, man. Think about it. Super Bowl's in February. I, I mean, we're we're entering the beginning of August here. It's going to be a long ass year <laughs> if if we're every minute of every day hanging our hat on every single play that happens during practice. So, um, I'm just happy in the fact that we've got Nick Chubb signed. Um, haven't had any major knock on wood um, injuries thus far in training camp, and and we're just we're we're headed in the right direction. Let's just be, be okay with that. Um, 
Yeah. And, I, I would and if that makes this podcast boring, well, then it makes it boring. But I'm going to be realistic. I, I don't think the two of us are going to sit here every week and, no, and, and, and blow think, this up to being the, something other than what it is. And I think the difference is, is, you know, we've experienced enough training camps from the inside to just know that teams can look great and then not perform yeah. during the season. And teams can look maybe not so great during training camp. And yeah. all of a sudden they surprise you during the season. So do I think this roster is, is constructed well? Yeah. And I think the coaching staff's doing a good job of just kind of moderating everything in terms of, uh, I mean, things are a little different, right? I mean, in our days, there was two days, right? Yeah. So it was, it was really, you know, you had this, did you have the hard ass coach that was going to run them in well, pads for both sessions? Or did you have, you know, Hey, you know, you're going to go shorts one session and you're going to go pads the next session or you're, Hey, you know what? We technically had two scheduled. We're only going to do one today, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are the types of things that you were looking for in the past. Hey, are you taking care of the guys? And I think that's the number one thing regardless though. Are you taking care of the guys' bodies? Are they getting the reps in? So at least they're, you know, they're ready to go. Because yeah. especially that first week of camp. I mean, these guys have not had full contact yeah. since the last game of the, since they played Kansas City. Yeah. You know, so you're looking at it and they haven't hit somebody full speed in six months, seven months. you got to ease your way back into this stuff. We haven't had a lot of injuries coming out of camp, you know, whether it's sprained ankles, whether it's pulled hamstrings. To me, that's a credit to our strength and conditioning staff. Yep. That's a credit to our, strength, our, our athletic training staff. And that's a credit to our coaches for being able to moderate things yeah. and, and progress, right? You, you can't go from zero to 100. You gotta, you gotta kind of slowly speed that up. It's not a motorcycle or a Ferrari here. Yeah. You know, you want to just build it. You're, you're a locomotive. You know, you want to build it and build it and build it. And then when you hit that week one, that's when you want to be going full steam. And I think that that's the one thing I look for a lot is I look for are those injuries happening? Are those soft tissue injuries happening? Are those rolled ankles happening? Because that to me tells me that the guys are going too hard too fast yeah. we haven't seen a lot of that so i mean because some of that stuff's going to happen regardless right but when you don't see a lot of it to me that means coaches are doing a great job of bringing the team on board at the pace that the team needs to be brought on board and so I, that's where when i look at the browns training camp that's the happiest thing i see every yeah. day yeah and then a lot of that you know you, you know obviously the the fans they know who nick chubb is they know who these other guys are but you know a guy who probably deserves a ton of credit and gets zero is Joe Sheehan, who, uh, you know, kind of oversees that player health and development, um, you, you know, area of the team. I mean, Joe is the best in the business. And I'm not just saying it because I know Joe. I, I mean, ask anyone in the league. Joe, Joe's a guy who gets it and he understands exactly what you talk about. You know, th this isn't, this isn't a, let's just go. You know, this is yeah. a, we got to build, this is a long season. And I keep telling all my friends, you know, you know, everybody acts like adding this week is no big deal. Like adding a week to the regular season is a big deal. And for the average person who says, well, they took away a week of the preseason. So it's the same. Preseason is not the same as the regular no. season. And, and if you're playing that way, then your team has more trouble. Than, <laughs> and, uh, but, but uh, it's, I'm telling you, that's going to be something to keep an eye on this year. Because that extra week is going to be a big deal. And, and taking away a week of training camp, I don't think that's as big of a deal because I always feel like 
there was always kind of a throwaway week there anyhow. Um, but when you're playing 17 games that matter and, 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 you know, and when we get towards the end of that season, the end of the season, when those last two, three, four games are determining, you know, seeds and, and they are games that people are going hard for, I'm telling you, man, playing an extra game is going to be, it's going to be a huge factor, um, in the season and the teams that are doing it right, uh, are the teams that are going to have the most success. And some teams it's goofy. Cause like I said, we're just adding one game to the average person. What's the big deal. But if you're, if you're not doing this properly, adding one game is huge. Um, yeah. there's a whole week of prep, you know, and if you're planning on going to the Super Bowl, you're not just adding a week. We're, we're adding a month to the season. Like we've got to play a whole month if we want to get to where we want to be. That's huge. Yeah. You know, Playing a month at an elite level in an elite sport in an elite league is a huge deal. And um, so I think we're blessed to have guys like Joe in our training staff, um, you know, in place because I think that will give us an advantage as much as our coaching staff, which I think is greatly approved, is going to give us an advantage too. But Joe's never going to get, you know, you're not going to see Joe raising the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. I mean, unfortunately, but he will have every, every much, uh, he'll have, He'll have just as much to do with it as a coaching staff, I guess, is the best way for me to say that. Yeah, and I think then the next biggest thing to come out of camp is the Browns have brought on Bob Quinn, so ex-Lions GM. Uh, Now, Browns consultant Bob Quinn, what do you – what are your thoughts on Bob Quinn? I have have some. Well, yeah, yeah, I think in my head. Grigson and Quinn, right? <laughs> what Grigson and Quinn? What could possibly go wrong there? Because I mean, they uh, not to, not not to just I just completely spun it right. Like I've been completely positive up till now. Uh, both those guys uh, made a pile and slid in it at at, I, at Detroit. You know I, 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 I feel like <laughs> I would. Okay, I'm looking at the Lions drafts over okay. the the four years, mm-hmm. five years that uh, Bob Quinn was in charge. Uh, Grixon, I thought, had some good picks. I thought he made some mistakes in free agency and, and maybe some interesting hires outside of that. I mean, if you look at the 2016, the 2017, the 2018 draft, and really, if you want to throw a 2019 in there largely, but I think if you look at 18, seven, 16, 17, 18, you'd be hard pressed to find a guy that's still in the league. Yeah. Like let alone, I mean, Kenny Galladay is essentially it. If it wasn't for Kenny Galladay, <laughs> I, I mean, and that's I mean, what it's, it's like. People are like, well, he's a, he's a talent evaluator. <laughs> okay. Is it, is, is it the summer of George where it's like, yeah, yeah whatever he tells you to do, do the opposite. Yeah. And, and you might get some value here. I I mean, and I know some guys see some things behind the scene, but I am just, I am not seeing the value. Well, great. You know, I'll say this. Grigson is not a rocket scientist, but he did have the foresight to hire a rocket scientist to run his team. (laughs) And we see how that worked out. I mean, you know, once again, shame on me because Matt, I love Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator. Uh, but to think he was a head coach, which was one of the major decisions Grigson made, was to bring him on as the head coach. And, and fortunately well, for mean, us, you mean Bob Quinn? You mean Bob Quinn? Well, well, we'll go, yeah. Well, I mean, luckily for us, the coach is in place already. So it, you know, barring yeah. them getting rid of our coach Stefanski and bringing in a bearded uh, 
clown shirt with. Yeah, you know, whatever. I think we're, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where you just, you know, you figure Andrew Barry, let's layer the room with some people and, and just get some opinions. I don't know. You know, clearly they got money to throw around. Maybe not so much towards their alumni department, but um, <laughs> but, but uh, person, you know, as far as the personnel department goes, I guess it's a blank check. But, but whatever, as long as he, hey, as long as he doesn't have anything to do with Nick Chubb's content, clearly we got that right. So hopefully that will keep trending in the right direction. Maybe we just brought him as a diversion. I don't, I don't know, but. Just keep them away from any major decisions. That's my advice. Yeah, and, and, and that's the tough part, right? Because you're looking at, at, at some of the history and, and you're like, hey, you know, uh, player personnel assistant, pro scout, regional scout, national scout. And, and this is where I think people sometimes don't understand that there, there, there are these really different roles. And maybe because you're looking at some of the decisions the Patriots made from 2000 to, to 2015 when he was there in regards to the pro personnel that they signed. Mm-hmm. So the, the NFL free agents that they went after, the players that they traded for. Yeah. Some excellent, excellent decisions, yeah. right? However, there's a difference between evaluating guys who are already in the league and evaluating guys and looking as to what they're going to be in three or four yeah. years, right? I think maybe he's just great at – the one piece of that, like they, it, it could be that, right? Where it's like you have players that, hey, they're very good at this thing, but they're not really like, hey, there's running backs that are great running backs, but that they can't catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Okay, full fine. Guess what? We don't do. We don't throw them the ball out of the backfield, right? So for Bob Quinn, maybe it's, hey, we don't let him. He's not involved in the college players' discussions. Yeah. He's only a guy that's dealing with guys that are currently in the league, evaluating how their skill set could fit with the Browns and things like. And, and so maybe that's how it is where we all have that. We all have that kind of blind spot on our resume. And and maybe that's his where it's like, hey, you know what? You are super excellent at this thing. Because, you know, given that track record of what they did when he was working on that pro scout, yeah. pro personnel side of things, you know, as a director of pro scouting and, and, and pro personnel with the Patriot, they made some great signs. And so if, if that's his role with this organization – then you know what? Then that sounds like a good thing. Well, but yeah, based on those draft picks, I mean, the guy should not. Yeah, sniff and the whole the Patriots thing. You know, and I hate to bash anybody that comes out of that system, but I think we've. You know, I think I have some. You know, obviously some data to back me up on this. I mean, how many guys have left that system? You know, was quote unquote. You know, members of the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, <laughs> only to go and shit the bed somewhere else. Because okay, while you are scouting pro personnel, you're you're scouting pro personnel to come in with to work with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and an offensive line that is established. Tom Brady, uh, or maybe not even Tom Brady, maybe a Matt Patricia and a Bill Belichick, and a defensive. You know, Bill. You know, as much as we want to attach him. To Brady, Bill's a defensive guy. He's always been a defensive guy. So how hard is it to plug him in with a defensive genius? Um, you know, and I'm sure he wasn't making the calls unilaterally and, and Bill wasn't brought in on the discussion. So I, you know, like I said, I don't know. I don't want to bash on the guy. You could hire whoever you want to hire. I mean, I, I certainly think like as an organization, there's plenty of other like, you know, gaffes that I've seen that have happened in the last uh, year, two, three years um, that I could point to that are bigger than this one. But I just, I don't know. To me, it's just, it just seems like, I don't know. I don't know why they hired him. But at the same time, I 
I just don't want him touching anything. Just don't don't touch anything. Don't you know? You're like Homer Simpson. Like just keep eating donuts and don't touch any buttons at the uh, at the reactor, right? I mean, um, and hopefully that's what they're doing. Well, and, that, and that's what I would say. I, I, I I'm, I'll give him a little credit just because I know. Hey, you know what? Guys can't spend all of their time literally watching um, film, and then guys that they've brought in. I mean, you're looking like yes, obviously. Bill Belichick and that staff had say in how those guys then performed, yeah. right? Their coaching abilities. But you still have to be – there still has to be somebody saying, hey, I think this guy could fit our system. And, and okay, I'm not going to give him Randy Moss, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, that that Randy Moss signing, like, I, you know, I think my 10-year-olds could have been like, yeah, Randy Moss probably would be good on any team at this point. If yeah. you just throw him up the ball, like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, guys like Chris Hogan, uh, Darrell Revis, you know, Amendola, you know, that that maybe you weren't thinking, hey, these guys are going to be able to fit into any system. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah, they can fit in ours. And, yes, does it help to have Tom Brady and some of those types of things? Yeah, but those guys still have to come. There's plenty of guys that didn't end up performing yeah. that were drafted by the team. Uh, so that's where – you know, if I'm looking at it from a positive angle, you know, even a guy like Corey Dillon, um, that that's where I would say is, yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily want him being my GM, but if he's going to focus on the the pro personnel side of things um, as a senior consultant or whatever kind of title they give him, I, I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope he can bring value in that. You way. know, if I had to choose, though, I'd rather have brought in Jim Caldwell than uh, than Quinn. I mean, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, you know. All right, you know, right. fair enough, right? Fair enough. I'm not, uh, <laughs> you know, why not argue with that? <laughs> Poor Caldwell. You know what? What a. Yeah, I feel. You know, I don't know. Not 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 to turn this into a Detroit Lions uh, podcast, but you know, there's a guy that I, I really respect him as a coach, and I feel like you know he was dealt a raw deal as a coach, which I, I got to see that a lot. You know, working with the Browns, but you know, to to fire him after you know, back-to-back winning seasons and bringing a guy like Patricia who essentially shit the bed over the course of three years. Um, I don't know. Like I said, just keep him away from those type of decisions. You know, just, you know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, well, Caldwell, you know, four winning – or three winning seasons out of four, you know. uh, And a good dude. Just a good guy. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. And you gave him a shit sandwich to work with. Well, that's and that's where that's. I mean, I have no love for the Lions. Uh, no, some of those standpoints just because of uh, you know the the shit sandwich they gave to to my guy Rod Marinelli. Yeah, you know, I mean when he was there. I mean, well, let's go back and, to the fifties. Uh, they and uh, what's his name put together that atrocious roster. Yeah, um, for him, you know, yeah. Let's bring in a broadcaster to be our general manager. Um, although, although I got to say they, that meathead uh, apparently was, um, I, you know, I had talked to some of our our, our former uh, Browns guys who, who were uh, front office personnel with the Lions for many years. And, and they were telling me that that cat was, uh, he was like a member of Mensa, like intelligence off the charts. But when it came to just, you know, every day, um, you, you know, just you know, common sense shit. He was was a total moron. And, and, you know, so, you know, once again, I I mean, Jesus, look at, look at the opera, you know, as much as it is crazy. And I feel like a jerk because I'm saying, well, look at all the missed opportunities Detroit had. Uh, We probably had just as many as the Browns, but I mean, look how many years in a row they just kept dropping wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? And they could never win anything. But I mean, it was all, 
uh, all based on the fact that, um, you know, like I, I don't want to out the, um, yeah, I mean, I guess anybody with a brain that's a Browns fan will be able to figure out what I'm talking about. But it was a, a, a key member of that 64 championship team who had a relationship with the Lions organization. And he basically said, listen, man, I, I mean, you know, this guy came in. Um, he, he was uh, somewhat, um, you know, intelligent guy. And we thought he could do a good job. And he basically just came in and year after year after year, he just shit the bed. And um, it's just, uh, well, you know, what are, what are you going to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you just you just rolled it, right? Yeah, Matt Mellon, baby, Matt Mellon. He just and once again, not the bash on him. He was a he was a decent player. I mean, probably a little overrated as a player, but um, played for some excellent teams. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, but hey, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, definitely that's a dumbass like, when it came yeah. to pick a player. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was uh, yeah. So I feel bad for my boy Rod there. Um, yeah, you know those those teams, uh, and that second year wasn't even so bad. I mean, seven and nine. 2007, but when you get old at 16, right, you got to be out of there. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, because it, I mean, and part of it is, is because, you know, his his son-in-law, right, is is Joe Barry, who is now the defensive coordinator for the Packers. He was the linebackers coach when I was down in Tampa. And I, I tell me, when I left Tampa, I said the two guys that I thought were going to be head coaches within five years were Mike Tomlin and Joe Barry. Yeah. Uh, they were just so energetic, so good at, at what they did, you know, just watching them day after day. And obviously Tomlin's been where he's been, but then Barry being associated with that, that lions team um, just took a while to climb back the ranks, you know? And, and so he's been there, he's been an assistant head coach, but uh, you know, I hope he gets a shot at some point, but, uh, but you never know. So, yeah. So Bob Quinn, uh, Split decision, shall we say? We'll call it a split decision. I'm gonna go all in on he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not writing the check. Right. So, uh, you know. Well, according to a quarter decision, right? Because uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but no, it's fifty fifty. Right? I take there. a third of what you're paying him and put it into the alumni budget. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All righty, boys and girls. I think. I mean, I think that's all we got. We had some some special tangents. Yeah, um, well, you know. we're in there today, but uh, you know it's training camp. Enjoy it. I mean, that's that's the big thing. Yeah. Enjoy training camp. It's great to have football back. It's great to see the guys working. But as as Tony said earlier, right? Uh, don't hang your hat on that no. uh, outstanding catch a guy made when he's uh, out there running in shells uh, <laughs> against uh, you know a third string uh, defensive back who's not even going to make the first cut. Yeah, and 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 we're getting. Oh man, we're getting ever close. And I'm one of the, it's one of those things where I've, I've I've promised myself not to go all in on this season quite yet. But at the same time, I will admit, yesterday I spent 45 minutes online uh, checking tickets to um, flights to Jacksonville uh, <laughs> for the Jacksonville preseason game. Uh, one because I would I would love to kind of kind of see that game. I'd love to see Trevor Lawrence and just what that Urban Meyer uh, franchise looks like. Certainly, we've got a couple of. Um, our BW, um, you, you know, students working now with the Jaguars. So that would be great to check in with them and just have some amazing former Browns front office folks um, now working with the Jacksonville Jaguars. To me, uh, if uh, I were to hang my hat on one franchise as an up and coming franchise, I've got to say the Jacksonville Jaguars simply because I know um, you, you win with people and I know the people in that room um, and they're tremendous people. So as long as they can get the personnel and Trevor Lawrence can sling the ball the way we think we can, he can, 
I think they're going to have a great season this year. Will they go to the Super Bowl? Probably not, but I think they're going to be a much improved franchise. And certainly, like I said, the front office. I'm not quickly... a big Urban guy, right? I'm, yeah. I'm and saying that on a Browns podcast where everybody's probably an Ohio State fan. I am. I am not a big Urban yeah. guy. So I, well, I, I'm not a big Urban guy in college because I think he he's kind of a snake snake oil salesman. Yeah. But in the NFL, that's got to go away a little bit to some extent. You become. I, I don't think so. I because I think you are what you are. So I think he's yeah. going to have a challenge, and then. And then I don't think he, you know, he didn't win any favors by bringing in that guy from Iowa, you know, even if it was for a day. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not winning over team team members yeah. um, with stuff like that. You got to be cognizant all the time because it's easier to fire the coach than it is to get rid of your yeah. man roster. I just look at Seattle though; they got a snake oil salesman up there, and who's been able to make the leap. I think, uh, well, yeah. yeah, but there's a, there's a, there's a ton of them that haven't. So yeah. it's tough. I mean, I think every coach is to an extent. So yeah. uh, having worked for Coach Gruden, um, I think I think, I think Tony Dungy might be the only coach I've ever met that maybe wasn't just a genuine um, guy. Yeah, just I mean, Tony Dungy is who Tony Dungy is. I mean, yeah. I don't think um, you know, and maybe too. I, I mean, I, I guess well, I wouldn't say I guess every coach. I, I think you know, having having spent a season with the Bills when Marv Levy was there as well. Um, you know, yeah. Marv's about as genuine a guy, and and I think his birthday was just a couple days ago. So happy, I believe, ninety first. Um, to, to Marv. Well, you, um, you know, and guys like Marv Levy, unfortunately, in this league are, a, you know, I hate to oh. use the term, but they're a dying breed, right? 96th. 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 Yeah. I mean, you're not going to see too many guys like that anymore. I mean, that's, no, a, that's a guy who worked his way scholars, up. Uh, yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Coaching in the NFL. Definitely. Well, we just yeah. got rid of one of those, uh, didn't we? Uh, Coach Beefcake before uh, Stefanski here. What do we got here? A uh, cheeseburger uh, in paradise. Yeah, What's yeah. something? I, 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 uh, <laughs> my therapist has got me to the point where I can't even remember his name. So that's working. That's money well spent. All right, Browns fans. That's <laughs> all we got for you. We've gone off the rails here a little bit. Yeah. But that's all right. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, and congrats, uh, Nick Chubb. Chubb check. Woot, woot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.